This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome to Nerd School. Nerd! 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 Yeah. Suck it, nerd! 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 Uh. Welcome to Nerd School. My name is Loki. Welcome to the Nerd School podcast. You jerk. Artemis Prime. He's pretending to be here. Maybe I was pausing for dramatic effect. (laughs) Oh, well, well, it worked. We were uh, scared. Were we scared? We were. We were sad and scared. All of us. I was very. We were sad and scared because that's your lover. I was crying. I was crying inside. My boner went away. (laughs) I'm sad for Joe. (laughs) Uh, I was crying when you left me. Lord, everyone gets a turn. Just a yeah, yeah. Liv Tyler. That Liv Tyler sings that song. She does not sing the song. Prove it. She's just in the video. Oh. Welcome to another. Provable, Joe. It is. Welcome to another episode of Nerd School. Yep. Hey, nerds. This episode, we're going to talk about Night Court. Episode one. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of those episodes, likely, where we're supposed to talk about one thing. We end up on a tangent about another thing, and then time's up because we all go to work. Yeah, I do think, right. yeah, we're a shortened time. We're all we're recording this on a work day. We all have to head out different places. So we squeezed this in so that we can keep our bi-weekly episodes coming to you, our fans, Nerd School fans. But that's okay. We have plenty to talk about. Yeah. So yeah, the plan is, is to uh, start... Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, to intro into Infinity War, but just dip our toe in because... Uh, we all haven't had a chance to check on it, but we also are going to talk a little bit about our upcoming Heroes Con appearances in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Heroes, right? Right. That's true. Yeah. Also, did we uh, release? Did we release any conversation when we went on our special field trip? Oh, we did, and apparently you didn't listen to the episode that Art started. I yeah, did. It probably, it was, it I was, don't get no probably, It was probably the fourth or fifth greatest episode. Of nerd school. No, <laughs> I also would not listen too much when it's just you two. So let whoa. me know. That's the whoa. that's the best time to listen because it's like whoa. No. You know? It's like there, there's there's no filter. There's no. <laughs> that's that's why it's an issue. There's oh, no I see it now. No holds barred. No, it doesn't notify me anymore. I used to get it's a, a uns- new episode. It's unsanctioned. Unsanctioned nerd school podcast episode. Yeah, I think it makes me nervous that you guys spent an hour and eighteen minutes by yourselves. Yeah, we talked yeah. a lot oh. about TBJ. I'll say that much. Oh yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of Joe and Art Clay. Yeah, that's a problem, dear listeners. Our apologies when you have those two because I know they go off the rails. I haven't listened yet. I'll you go might, back. You might want to call it a TBJ appreciation episode, almost. Oh yeah, for sure. But we did. I did. Um, I included the interview we did with the curator of the uh, uh, Patrick Reed. The Patrick Reed, yeah, uh, the curator Marvel of the, World of Superheroes exhibit, Mar- yeah, at the Discovery Place. And we tweeted out 
a link to the episode and he retweeted it. And so did Discovery Place. So, boom, retweets. Nice. Oh, yeah. It included the whole interview with him. Um, but I haven't sent, I've been trying to put together a video of all the stuff, but. Um, yeah, that was a, a really cool exhibit. We were very glad to be there. And uh, I I was uh, mistaken in that. I thought we had as much time as we wanted in there. So I was going through <laughs> every little word of every little thing. And then. The fans know. The fans know. They, they shooed me out at twelve thirty p.m. and everybody else was gone. So it was like, oh, okay. And I only got That's like because we had through. till twelve. Andy. Yeah, you were supposed to be out. Extra time. Yeah, you're supposed to be out at twelve. Yeah. So they, no one told me that. Person. When we walked in, they said, "Yeah, take your time." I didn't realize I only had a limited amount of time. They didn't know what "take your time" meant for you. Yeah, yeah. they didn't know Andy and uh, who you are when you say I "take your studying. time." And we we alluded to that. Uh, we actually talked about that in that episode about how you got to get kicked out. And I told Art about what it was like growing up with you. And when we were ever told, "Hey, you can pick out a Hot Wheel," we'd all be pissed and we'd just leave the store pissed because it took Andy eight hours to pick out a Hot Wheel. Everybody else <laughs> got their Hot Wheel and ready to go. It was a very important opportunity. Like you didn't often get. Uh, oh, you didn't want to waste your choice. Pick something out. The same thing with candy bars. I just stare there in paralysis. Yes. Like, right, which candy the bar candy would be the most bars. Like, Come on, Andy. Just fucking pick a candy Andy's bar. separate from FOMO with the kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, I was paralyzed by FOMO when it came to that. Yeah, it was the worst. Because then all the other kids had to sit and wait his, for his ass to fucking pick it. I want to eat my goddamn candy bar, but I can't because you won't goddamn pick one. Nothing's stopping you from eating And our parents I'm still picking. You can't eat in the store, bruh. The parents would be Step like... Outside. Andy, say, bruh, bruh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our parents would be like, Andy, if you don't pick one in the next two minutes, I'm picking for you. And they still wouldn't hurry up, but it'd still be another five minutes. Yeah. I remember. Now, I being... will note, though, segue, yeah. Joe, you can also take a long time doing things because I'm going to reference back to last year when we walked around the con. Oh, and yeah. I've done five laps That's going paralyzed. back for you. <laughs> and Andy was closer to where I was each time, yet you seemed further and further back each time. Well, I had never been to something like that, so it was new to me. And he you was appreciating it. He was soaking Listen, it all in. I, you can appreciate it and not be lapped by me 50 times. I'm not a fast walker. I am a sudden stroller. So mm, if I am lapping I you, know. you are Sometimes slow. I have seen you hold hands and skip. With Kevin Grooms. <laughs> you see me hold hands and skip. Yeah, you if and I Kevin, were to hold Kevin hands Grooms. and skip with anybody, it would be Kevin. But I am not a skipper. I am a southern stroller. So when I'm lapping you, that means you are indeed taking a moment. And I'm stopping to chat, pick up things, buy things, and you're still lapping. And in case anyone's listening and you haven't bought your passes or tickets yet, yeah. the Heroes Con is happening in Charlotte. June 16th through the 18th at the Charlotte Convention Center, Uptown yep. Charlotte. And since Joe was talking about it, if you aren't paying attention to us, we're going to be there again. Yes, we have two panels, Saturday and Sunday, right? Saturdays at yep. 5 p.m. And that will be the Heroes Debate, where you can come, listeners, and participate. Uh, we will have the great L.J. Bowens as our moderator, and he will moderate debates and we'll do some example ones uh andy and i will face off and tbj and Arsar will face off you pick a hero 
or character ahead of time, and then randomly drawn from a hat is a topic that you have to debate that your hero or character is the best at whatever that is. Yeah. And it's not going to be topics you think you're going to debate for heroes. I think you should point that out, Joe. It's not going to be like fighting the wildest villains. things. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to be like who would win in a fight. That's the classic nerd argument. But this would be who would win in a, a, a love advice column. Yeah, who would who would be who'd best be to do that? Advice who'd be better landscaper. And you get a minute on each side to do your argument, and then like a minute and a half rebuttal, and then you get another minute to do your closing argument. And then the audience decides. Um, Ooh, and guys, I'm working on prizes. So if you come and you debate and you're awesome, TBJ's in our craft corner working on some prizes for yeah, you. Yeah, I got that's right. Handmade TBJ business. Yeah, I have a nerd. And they're pretty cool. I have my nerd pretty glass cool. right here. I don't even see it. Listen, uh, I also I don't think I told you guys this, but I think I did. We got new stickers. Also, yay, coming. sweet. We have new, we have pins. Andy said once upon a time, ner- nerd recognized nerd. So we have some pins. <laughs> yes. And then we have a, a, a limited supply of new keychains. Yay. Nice. Yeah. That'd I have, be cool. And my keychain, I mean, at all times, almost always. Um, so that said, so yeah, so that's what we'll be doing Saturday at five. So I don't know if we want to reveal our. Have we picked our characters yet, or do we want to pick our characters who are going to be debating? It might be fun to do. It'd be a secret, but I feel like we should at some point make sure we don't have the same characters. Yeah, yeah. It can be Star. Wars. I don't think we would. Um, yeah, I don't think we would. Um, I think it's not and, hard to guess what I would choose. And you know, Joe it's going to be a muggle. Pick... <laughs> I'm not a muggle. Gonna muggle. I live life of a muggle, but I'm not a muggle. Uh, DBJ not. will probably pick Batman, right? Yes. Okay. Thank you for knowing me well, Andy. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you. Whereas Joe, this is why you're pick... my favorite. I'm gonna pick Jam Master J, <laughs> <laughs> who is in an action figure right behind you. Yeah, he's somewhere over here. Is one of these. Yeah. I actually, I'll probably pick um, Zaymont. Of Tomax and Zaymont, GI <laughs> Joe, and no. uh, Art Star will pick Kylo Ren. And uh, I haven't decided who I pick yet. I might pick Betty White. Oh, she's dead. Yeah, Betty I White mean, she dead. is a superhero. That she is. I uh, might pick Ron Funches. Ron Funches <laughs> is a cool one. That's a great one. Can I pick TBJ? Yeah. I might pick Joe. Why not? Pick each other. Um, we'll 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 see who we'll pick. But and then Sunday at at what time? Sunday. Three, two or three. I can't remember. I think it's two. Two, two p.m. on Sunday. Monday. We will be doing the villain tournament. sports ball rankings, the madness style tournament bracket, like we did last year. We had a couple of the panels of just comic book movies and comic book uh, television shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember who won the television show tournament. I know Black Panther won the movie tournament, but basically, Ooh, I'm we're trying all, to remember too. But we're, we're going to change it up a little bit this time uh there's 64 villains in competition however each one of us has our own division so each one of us is picking 16 nominees nominated villains to compete against each other and then the whoever wins the tbj division is going up against say whoever wins the joe division uh and then, so that's the final four and then me against art or however we wind up playing it and then 
it becomes a final uh-uh. between the four of us. So boss Hall. Oh no, for those who are voting all. in the TBJ division, she can bribe you. Know that. Yes. And side right. note, Daredevil won our TV series last year. That's nah, that's right. Daredevil. That's why I figured because everyone likes Daredevil. I, I need to that. rewatch that. Everyone left Charlie Cox. That's right. He said Cox. Uh, Somehow I knew you were going to go there, Joe. I we, knew it. <laughs> yeah. we, uh, Thanks for knowing Joe that well. I do think it's probably a good idea. I mean, Andy, I know you're putting together like a PowerPoint of the brackets, but maybe since we each have our own division, we should. I'm thinking more on mine. I mean, you guys are doing ones that nerds will know. I'm doing a lot of characters that younger people probably have never heard of, like 70s sitcom <laughs> villains. So maybe I should like do, uh, maybe each one of us should do a short blurb on why we chose our villain, like th- each villain, like through, like this is this villain, this is why, this is why we picked them. Now vote, blah, blah, rather than just like saying the two. Yeah, we'll, we'll list the two. And then uh, if we have anything to say then, about the matchup, some of them will be obvious. That, we also have to realize we have to we have this umbrella that we're under. So like even though it's a short blurb, I don't feel like we need to ex- I don't think we should have to explain everyone. Cause that can get You probably yeah, won't, well, but if yeah, have, like, if you're prepared with a quick short sentence in case the audience is like, Who is that? You can be like, you know, everyone's favorite yeah. maniacal professor. The you know, yeah. you can do simple, but we can work under the assumption that people Probably know, but if they don't, a short blur. Yeah. Everyone knows Darth Vader. Not as many people are going to know uh, Boss Hog from the Dukes of Hazard. So we'll, we'll play by ear. We'll know when we need explaining. Yeah. So just know your bracket really, really well in case you have mm-hmm. to like let the audience know and then make it a short blur and mm-hmm. let them vote. Again, TBJ team, Team TBJ. In the Eastern Southeastern Conference, so I'm naming myself. <laughs> um, is 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 bribe ready if she needs yep. to to win? Yep, she's got the swag. Tournament swag. You can dangle a keychain in front of you and make you change your vote. There you go. Work. Get close to me, friends. TJ's got it. <laughs> That's right. And I'll uh, say I'm your also... name. I'll do your voicemail message for you. Or, well, look at our trying to bribe people good. with a good old voicemail. Like, yeah, like, hey, how you doing? This is uh, Veronica. Leave a message after the beep. <laughs> I love it. That's a callback. <laughs> I don't know how nerdy everyone is, but if you listen to the game show on NPR, wait, wait, don't tell me. Mm. That is often one of the prizes that the host will leave a voicemail for the winners. Oh, that's fun. It is fun. That's a different kind of nerddom. That's NPR. Nerddom. That, but it is nerddom nonetheless. Oh, I'm a, listen, I'm an NPR girly from way back. Okay. I may have gone to see Ira Glass twice in person. I'm that girl. Ooh, I just got, I was checking out Marvel Universe of Superheroes while we were talking about that we got to do that. And we put out an episode a little bit about it. We, talk, we alluded a little bit more. I wanted to let listeners know that it runs uh, through September in Charlotte. And as I was on the website, I got a pop up that I can buy tickets to Marvel after hours. It's open mm. from 5 PM to 9 PM, uh, which I didn't know that was an option now. So they have Marvel after hours Marvel exhibition only. After hours. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. So that's just for people to know. Yeah. You also have a science on the rocks one where you can, hours. I guess, add it to it and 
That's what I'm trying to figure out when the science on the rocks is. It's when the 16th, I believe. And that's Heroes Con weekend, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I thought it might be smart that they do it. It's the Friday. Maybe they did that on purpose. Heroes Con, we got that coming up. Check us out. I'll plug my appearance on a a YouTube show that should be dropping today called Snacktastic Adventures. Okay. Uh, where uh, you didn't and I, you didn't plug you know, our show, which is the whole. I world. wore the nerd school hat, but yeah, I forgot but did... to actually mention nerd school. Andy, they... we can't send you out on on pub thing publicity things if you can't talk about us. What do they introduce you as? Just a guy? Like they didn't even say that you were from the nerd school podcast. No, that was, we were just friends. Welcome but a guy. I wore the nerd school hat. Welcome, <laughs> Welcome a, guy a guy we know. Yeah, that's what he. This that's dude. what he does. Uh, this dude, uh, Leroy, uh, who uh, I work with, uh, also does his YouTube show where he tries weird foods and drinks and beverages and stuff. And he had a. Oh, I heard uh, about that show. Yeah, and he had a handful of weird ass sodas. There was a a spaghetti flavored soda, a mustard flavored soda, and just a soda called Barf. That uh, we were we were sampling them. And uh, the it's on YouTube, Snacktastic Adventures. And uh, if you want to want to watch us try weird, gross things, and some of them were gross. I tell you what. And then there might be an, a bonus episode because we had uh, provided him with some weird, gross-sounding candy cane flavors over Christmas, and then we felt like, all right, well, since we gave them those, we should actually try those. There was like a macaroni and cheese flavored, uh, sour cream and onion, ketchup flavored candy canes, uh, pickles, and sardines. And I don't even like pickles regular, so a pickle flavored candy cane was a was a bad thing. But yeah, it's it's fun to just taste weird stuff. Okay, Science on the Rocks is Friday, June sixteenth. Uh, you can find it on Discovery Place, or I just googled Science on the Rocks Charlotte. It's $18, or no, general admission is $22. Members, it's $18. You have to be 21 and up, and it's 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock. You get four hours in the museum, and they have drinks that I think you can purchase. It doesn't really have a whole lot of information on the website, but just so you can buy the tickets. So four hours just in the whole place or four hours in the Marvel exhibit? I guess the whole place, but I don't think... I think it gives you access to the whole museum. Yes, the whole museum. Obviously, I need four hours to take in the whole Marvel exhibit. You need probably a half a day by yourself. I was looking at every damn thing. I was reading all the words. You need to have a night at the museum part three. (laughs) And Uh then me and Spider-Man and Black Panther have to team up again. Where Andy gets accidentally locked in the museum, and then we get to see him live his whole night. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. we could all go. And, I, and hopefully, hopefully, he ends the night cuddling the Gambit action figure. No. And be like, I was so wrong. I love no. you, man. I love you, no. man. <laughs> Gambit is a dingus. Can you call up Rob? Tell Rob I love him too. I'm sorry. But I got to say, we were talking a lot about Gambit being a dingus and he wearing that stupid head sock thing. And that's why yeah. you don't like him. But I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching on Disney Plus, um, Marvel X Men animated, animated series, and they all wear those dumb, stupid things on their. That's head. the problem. It was fucking everywhere in the nineties because, like, I think Gambit kind of started it. That stupid head. Cyclops wears that stupid thing. Up. 
They all did. And it was Jean every Grey. every stupid superhero in the '90s comics was wearing a, that stupid head sock for a while. DC did it too. It was just it's the ugliest, stupid looking costume thing, and I fucking hated it. And I fucking hated seeing it everywhere. And I blame Gambit for it, even though it was not his fault. It was. It was totally his fault because Sound he like still wears it. Tell us how you really feel, Andy. Just let it out. I, I don't. I don't enjoy Gambit very much. <laughs> did he do something to you? Do you need a safe space? To I talk believe I've just explained it? what he did to me. He made all comics a giant goddamn eyesore. Uh, in part, <laughs> you know, Liefeld is also to blame for that, and foil yes. comic covers and ridiculous gimmicks and really like extreme style art. There's some real ugly shit in '90s comics because it's all trying to be extreme. And uh, yeah. every every third guy was named Blood something. I do think Blood um, Hawk, Dark Shadow, Night Hawk, Villain Blood, Blood Knight, Night Blood, Blood Strike, Strike with a Y. There was a lot of bad strike. shit in the '90s comics. Yeah, I um I think Gambit. I th- I think it's stupid that he throws playing cards, but I will say, which is a gimmick he stole from Bullseye. I was wish, just like really good at I throwing wish, shit. I wish. I wish people would really take the time to appreciate what Remy LeBeau and who Remy LeBeau is. Like, it's, it's, as Andy just said, it's just a gimmick, but it's like Wolverine and his snicked. His snicked, right? Like, no. you think, like, oh, he has these claws. Oh, he's cool. He has these claws. Let me scratch some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, what's the fuck is up? Family Guy. Family Guy parody. Wolverine by giving Meg like they all got powers and Meg's powers was she can make her nails just grow long, you know like it was like it was like a Wolverine type of thing but like all she could do was make her nails grow long. That's like Let more like Lady, Lady Deathstrike. Gambit, Gambit uses Gambit uses those cards, but Gambit is like fucking King Midas. He's like fucking King Midas. Gambit, if he was fucking evil, could literally do what. Like charge up any fucking thing and com- com- commit genocide. How many times can you? You can say commit F4 genocide in sixty seconds. And that's saying, why he's cool. I just, I just, I he can commit genocide. That's really cool. I was making. He's a point. really passionate was, about this, Andy. Well, I was making a point. I was making a point. Everyone you always very says aggressive does, in your point making. I would like to like play back. He does business. 60. I mean, he does playing cards. He does playing cards. If you read any type of Gambit lore, you'll see that Gambit Gambit is a very powerful mutant who just yeah. so happened to say, like, I can use this bit. Like, he's the type, he take a fucking penny, as I said, fuck it. Take a fucking penny, charge it, and make it into a megaton nuclear, nuclear subatomic bomb. But he doesn't. He does. Yeah, that's he the knows. problem. That's why he sucks because he can do all these two things. Instead, he just throws stupid <laughs> playing cards. And by the way, what does that? And do wears with... a head sock and a dumb like he wears a dumb little pink outfit like, and then puts I, a trench coat like, over it with a high collar like, and thinks he's cool. Listen, he's got listen, dumb broccoli I feel like hair. Andy's only real hate of Gambit <clears throat> stems for his utter disdain and distaste for that guy whose name rhymes with thrive. Like if I feel like. If he if, if he has nothing to do with Gambit. Speaking of nothing to do with Gambit. Every time you mention Gambit, though, who do you mention? Like nine out of ten times. 
It comes back to Throb Liefeld. Oh. <laughs> Throb Liefeld. What I want to ask Jeez. is why Artstar oh, mentioned uh, famous uh, California saxophonist Remy LaBeouf. That's Remy LeBeau, LeBeau, LeBeau is Gambit's real name. And I got nothing against... Like, <clears throat> Remy LeBeau Gambit. is a jazz saxophonist, yeah. composer, and multi-instrumentalist born in Santa Cruz, California. He co-leads the jazz group, the LaBeouf Brothers. Okay. Hey. When was he born and what high school did he go to, Joe? <laughs> he was born August <laughs> 3rd, 1986. What wrestler also went there? Yeah. That, that's your the thing. Is that's the other thing. He started like, playing oboe at age 10 and picked up the saxophone a year later. In high school, he began performing regularly with his twin brother, Pascal LaBeouf. And the brothers started playing modern their modern jazz group, the LaBeouf Brothers. And All right, no one gives in a 2004, he moved to New York City and started the Manhattan School of Music, uh, home, uh, the maroon and black home of Manny the Polar Bear. That's their mascot. This is all unimportant stuff. Now let's really talk about Gambit's head sock costume because that's very, very important. Uh, notable alumni include Ambrose Akin Musire. Uh, I'm sure you got that right. Charlie Puth. Charlie Puth. You guys know that singer? No. Yes. See, I knew TBJ would know her. She knows current. He's been on Jimmy Fallon a lot, making awesome beats. So there you go. He went to school with Gambit. No, he didn't. He went to school with Gambit or he went to school with the jazz artist. Remy LaBeouf. Okay. Arts are claims as Gambit's real name. I've, I've never said LaBeouf. You didn't? LaBeau. I did not. Rupert. Remy LaBeouf. In the Joe verse, it is what it is. Rupert Holmes went there. I'm going to start putting together a real Joe verse um, where I figure out, we explain how every single character is everybody else they've played in anything. <laughs> every character, every actor has played is what we call the same character. What we call the Adam Sandler syndrome. Why well, he's the same character? But I call the Tom Cruise syndrome. No. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Or, 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 it's true. I don't care. The Steven Seagal syndrome. I mean, yeah. Ugh, so that's a whole other thing. Steven Seagal. You know, I, I fell down a rabbit hole recently. I was, last night I presented uh, the Squid Show. Uh, at Waxhaw Tap House with our marine biologist friend. It was our first run of it. And I do a PowerPoint. He does a PowerPoint about marine biology. And I do a random PowerPoint on shit I found on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and I started with Squidward from SpongeBob SquarePants, who was voiced by an actor named Roger Bumpus. And I discovered that Roger Bumpus was in a TV movie in 1978 called Disco Beaver from Outer Space about a giant <laughs> beaver. <laughs> about a giant disco Why beaver. Why is this a over. thing? And I feel like you want to review this movie, don't you? Well, I just... The, the fact it's that Disco Beaver... Movies, disco Beaver from Outer know. Space exists. And yeah, I didn't I know that until yesterday. <laughs> I need everyone to know that Disco Beaver from Outer Space exists. And we ended up talking about tentacle porn because turns out that's a thing. Oh yeah, that's that's a big thing. Tentacle, tentacle porn, porn yeah. is a big thing. You already yeah. knew about tentacle, tentacle porn, porn in general. Yeah. yeah, tentacle porn is is very popular in hentai too. Yikes! Unfortunately. Yeah, it's uh, that's when I like I've said before, like there's there are dark corners of nerd shit that you don't really. Tentacle want to porn is the darkest of the corners. It's not the darkest, no. but it's a dark <laughs> but corner. But it is one of the dark corners. Yikes. There's a lot of dark yeah. corners in nerddom, huh? 
Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna Joe, so you know, there are some cons where the after hours oh yeah panels ish are quite x-rated and i have a hard time believing said things but they exist so nerds are dirty creatures is what mm-hmm. we learned from them so speaking yeah. of uh Don't after hours and parties i just invited uh tbj and art star i don't know why i thought andy was already invited but maybe not but there is a thursday there's a heroes pre-party at a bari hosted by you invited me when it's the ledger on facebook just like five minutes ago or an hour ago um uh, okay i invited your facebook person so i'll go look <laughs> i'll go look at i'll check with my social media person C- and culture culture clt clt or culture they're hosting a party from 5 p.m to 1 a.m the heroes con kickoff party at super Bari game bar Nice. On the Thursday anyone? before the con? Yeah, the Thursday, yeah. the 15th. A week from this Thursday. And so that was, then there's some. Yeah, I didn't know about that, but I have been to Abari, their their pre pandemic location, and they have some really cool video games there. And I think yeah. they've got a new setup. I'm now re listening to some of our episodes using what our podcast is intended to is for people who are like fledgling nerds, maybe to listen along, like watch a show and listen and see, hear us talk about it. Because mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've gone ahead. I've skipped ahead because I can't wait anymore for us to catch up. And I've dipped into uh, phase four on my own and I'll go back and rewatch these again. But so I've, I've watched Captain Marvel now and I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp and uh, some of the other shit, whatever in order. And then I Infinity got to War and Endgame. Yeah, Infinity War and Endgame. I understand the snap now and everything, and I understand Falcon Winter Soldier went better and WandaVision. So I jumped into Phase 4, which is WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier. And, oh, man, I so understand WandaVision so much better. So then I listened back to the episodes we recorded on WandaVision, and I was very embarrassed at, like, just the fact that I would like, why was I even paying it? I had no idea what the fuck was going on. How did I still like it? Check, Check this out. Check this out. So yesterday, which was, uh, if you're listening to this, um, June 6th, I was talking to Carrington Wigfall about the the same subject. And she was saying how she listened to WandaVision and like some of the other shows she haven't watched yet. So she's been like, she like, she, she loved that we did that. And I was telling her how you just went back and started watching the shows that now that you know shit that you didn't know, I didn't say shit that you didn't know, but you know, shit that you didn't know, but now just going back watching it, it was like, you got certain things, certain things that you was super stupid as fuck about. Now you know, because not stupid, like, <laughs> just was uninformed about. Hey, I say, people who listen to us know by now when I say things, Towards you guys, I say it out of love, not because I'm, I'm still debating this motherfucker. <laughs> it's just like you know. <laughs> Did you catch? I just want to make sure that other people coming in brand new don't feel stupid. They just feel uninformed. So, I you know I have some friends who listen who are just uninformed until they walk through, just like Joe. So Joe, no need to feel embarrassed. You didn't know what you didn't know, and that's the whole foundation of why we podcast. Yeah, I um, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess just I'm all you know, I always think back and like, what was I even like some like I was yelling at myself listening to it. I was like, That's Monica Rambo, you idiot. She's this, she was in the and you know, it's like <laughs> I had no business watching WandaVision, I think. Like I but I think back, it was in the middle of the pandemic. We were all starved for content and new stuff and something exciting in our lives because it sucked. And we so you could hear us all been like, Oh my god, this is great. And art star was like they gifted us this. Oh, no, they gave us this. And they're giving us this show every week. And I I do, I am nostalgic for that excitement for that because I remember it was like such a bright thing in such a dark time for everyone. Like it was such an unsure time. People are getting fired and let go of their jobs and everybody's future was uncertain. We didn't know. I feel like there was a time where a lot of people didn't know if we'd ever go back to normal. Like, is this going to be the new? Yeah. No. Uh, and so that, it, it was just, I was nostalgic for that feeling of, hey, this is something different to escape and to have and whatever to rather than just spend all day drinking, you know, uh, which <laughs> I guess maybe I'm the only one who did that. But uh, so but but I really had no idea what the hell was happening. I didn't know who these people were. And it's <laughs> way better now knowing who people are watching it in order and watching all that. So just knowing Monica Rambeau. And being exciting about excited about her is cool. Uh and seeing her as a little girl and that. And then when I watched so when I watched Captain Marvel, it was like, Oh, that's Monica Rambo, I know who that is. Oh, that was kind of cool too, I guess. So but yeah. yeah, Captain Marvel was cool. So many like connections are made and make more sense now. So Yeah, and that's kind of why nerds are always excited about the MCU because well, like, oh yeah, yeah next to this because they already know stuff, and so I'm almost now experiencing stuff as a nerd a little bit more now that i'm going back to infinity war now which we're about to jump into i was just taking notes watching the beginning of it and there's stuff now i know because i've watched the rest of the stuff or not all the stuff but a lot more hey this is like foreshadowing i think now because at the beginning of infinity war we'll jump in we can jump into i don't know if we're ready to like jump in infinity war we'll we'll start it just a little bit more this is we only have about 15 minutes left in this episode so we can't really talk about much, but like just up until the pre the pre prologue stuff is what I really kind of wrote down. But um, the big thing I was going to think about is that one thing I noticed that I wouldn't have known before is when that little scene with um, Tony Stark and P- Pepper and he's talking about his dream that he had. And you know how when you you have a dream, you got to pee. And she's like, oh, yeah, and you wake up and you really have to pee? And I was like, yeah, everybody yeah. has that. And he's like, no, I had a dream that we had a child, and I named it after a crazy uncle. Uh, what's his name? Morgan. Morgan. And I already know now because I've snuck in that he has a child with Pepper, but it's a girl. And then, Morgan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is that foreshadowing, or is it is that dream yeah. supposed to be him in that reality because that reality ended up not happening right because they went back in time and rewrote history so was that dream just supposed to be what was in an alternate no. or not or do we think it was just like a the the time this is you know the time travel thing is a little weird they didn't actually rewrite history and create a new timeline they went into a, yeah they went into a new the, time, that's right? the, that was the whole point of we I have we need to go back in time and get these things 
and then use them and then go put them back exactly where they were to keep the timeline straight. That's the whole like ancient one in uh end yeah. game kind of explains the whole timeline thing. We'll get into which that of course yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get into that. But this Infinity War in general is like this is the culmination of the the entire MCU up to this point. Mm-hmm. This is like like phase one it was an experiment to get to the Avengers movie. Can we get all the introduce all these superheroes in separate movies and bring them into one movie? And that worked like gangbusters. So, and then at the, the little post credits thing at the end of Avengers was the first time we see Thanos and then phases two and three are all building up to this thing where everybody's involved. And this like, whole thing is yeah. a storyline from comics, right? That had to do with the Infinity Stones or whatever in his ring. Yeah, his... yeah, the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. It's a whole big a... storyline, right? That's been in comics, yeah. and all nerds know this. Like, yeah, Thanos is kind of synonymous of... with the Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. And uh, I believe that was a Jim Starlin story. Let me. Uh, you should read that. it, Joe. You should read this. I think it's a Rob Liefeld story. So, can I? Is this something I could go back? <laughs> And this word, don't do that, say Andy. There's another nerd comic question that I sometimes some of the things I asked this during one of his, and I was kind of like, I still wanted the answer, and you guys kind of danced around it and still didn't. <laughs> but I think it's a hard question. I'm asking a difficult question because you'd have to just you'd have to be a computer to really answer this the way I'm expecting you to answer it. But so this is this a series, the storyline or whatever that encompasses multiple comic books uh like not comic books but comic book lines so is it like at this time the infinity god was like spider-man number 78 and fantastic four number 153 was part of it and then you have to read hulk 78 and then spider-man again you know is it like that type of thing or is it all just its own comic that makes sense it affected Uh, the whole universe is basically what you're asking you actually yeah. did it affect all did like crossover in different comic book storylines. Kind of like I don't know, like if if I'm Golden Girls, like King and Black, or yeah, um, like if Golden Girls, uh, uh Dorothy, New Fifty Two, Dorothy uh, has diarrhea and poops all over the neighborhood, and then on Empty Nest, <laughs> uh, the diarrhea she runs through and has diarrhea, you know that kind of thing. Like, so. <laughs> Because empty nest with the neighbors of poops girl. all over the neighborhood. Well, <laughs> poops all over the neighborhood. She had activity. Interesting example, Joe. Interesting it's just a good example, example right? But yeah, it, that's the I standard. I didn't say good. I said interesting. <laughs> TPJ, a, the, you're the, always talking about diarrhea. These these standard uh, Marvel crossover format, uh, like the first big one, I think was Secret Wars in the eighties. Uh, where like they have a big, there's a special mini series that puts everybody together, and then like as this sort of blockbuster thing kind of became the norm, it like there's all sorts of tie-in issues that uh, tie into things. Like oh, uh, here's the main stories in this mini series, but here's the issue of Moon Knight that ties in. How does this affect Moon Knight? And then yeah, you know, so if if one wanted to like get the whole. What's it called? Infinity Gauntlet storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's is a, there a list 19... somewhere? Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, nineteen ninety one. Uh, Jim Starlin, uh, George Perez, who was one of the greatest comic artists of all time, 
uh, is that, George Perez. Is, is that except for Jim Davis? Except for Jim Davis of Garfield. Garfield. George Perez would eat Jim Davis his whole face. I don't know if you saw that <laughs> the Onion article headline was saying Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Swift is now seen dating Jim Davis Garfield creator. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Uh, That's, sorry. That was old school. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's uh, the whole thing with Thanos in this in the in the comics is that he's you know he's in pursuit of all these gems in order to completely wipe out things. He's trying to impress uh, Death, Mistress Death, who is like the embodiment, like the the god of death, like the Grim Reaper kind of, but she's like a a cosmic character, and he's in love with her. So he's trying to become as powerful to get on her level and, you know, giving her gifts of murdering all these folks. And uh, uh, it's it's all collected in trade. So you can get the, the story in a trade paperback in a single thing. You go to Heroes Con, you're going to be able to find it. What, I don't, what are you talking about? Trade paperback? What do you what is that? that mean? That's basically <laughs> when when comics are it's released like issues at a time. Like like twenty one pages or so. Like here's the first issue, second issue, third person. Yeah, I know. When it's collected into a paperback form, that's like all the issues are in one book. Oh, so I could buy a well, book with get... just all that shit in it. Right. Yeah. Right. Or you can get like an omnibus, which I just looked up on uh, Comicsology. It's like twelve hundred and seventeen pages of the Infinity Gauntlet. It's like twelve seventeen. Wow. So I could get that on Comicsology. Yeah. I don't like. Re- I'm realizing I. Love the idea of comicsology, but I don't like reading comics on my phone. That's because oh, you, yeah. Yeah. You, you need a tablet. Get at a least. tablet. Yeah. Get, like, you, like, like, I don't you, like looking you, at a screen. But here's, here's the, like if if you watch it, I'm not watching. If you read it properly, like you can actually, it becomes kind of interactive, just because you can, like if you, especially if you're using a tablet, like you know you can put it in the guided view. So it's like boom, boom, like you're reading everything, and it's almost like it's not necessarily popping off the page, but the panels are just popping up. So it makes it flow. But then, like, yeah, sometimes, like I think I had a discussion with you about how certain books just can't be viewed properly on a tablet or phone. Yeah, you just need the but book. Yeah, but it's still, but it's definitely if you're reading something like a trade or a graphic novel and I'm like you definitely don't want to be using a phone unless you have one of those really those new phones with a screen's like seven inches big. Like other than that, you'll be one reading for days. You know, because there's so many pages. Grade paperback? That's what they call how how have I go, how have I gone forty almost forty seven years without knowing what it as TPB, not to be confused with, with TBJ. TBJ. Yeah, the, the great definitely power. not to be confused. So can, you, can I get these at the library? Yeah, library? probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the Infinity Gauntlet was ninety one, and it was this huge thing where he's trying to wipe out half the universe to impress uh, Death. And uh, then there's two sequels to it: the Infinity War and the Infinity Crusade in ninety two and ninety three. And uh, it was so it's kind of uh, the basis of this these two movies infinity war and and i have a copy of it in my attic somewhere and i I, it's been years since i actually read it so i'm a little rusty on it but i kind of want to go dig around in my attic now to pull this out and try to read it so i can have a baseline i so i can be the proper professor for everybody here 
Oh my God. Joe's going to hold yeah. you to it. I'm, right. I'm, I can't, my password's not working for my Union County Library thing. I was going to see if I can find it, but shit. You can also probably hit forget password and reset it. Yeah, I gotta do all that shit. Again. Probably do that. But yeah. You, uh, so this Thomas is exciting. I'm gonna read all that because I feel like this is a great, really exciting storyline with the little stones and all that. And yeah. and and so at the beginning of this movie, when we started it, I had to stop because I was like, as always, there's so many movies now. There's so much content now that I've like gone ahead. I'm kind of in phase four. I've watched everything up until this, and I was like. I don't remember who's what's happening, but we we open up in this big battle. But I was like, I had to stop it, and then I had to go back. Luckily, on Disney Plus, you can kind of neatly just look into the phases in order under Marvel. And so oh, yeah. I went back a little bit. I had to go back to, I had to go back to Ragnarok to see the end of that. What happened at the end of that? Oh yeah, okay, I remember. They're heading to Earth with you know Thor and Loki, and they just beat Hela and mm-hmm. giant fire thing. When, so when it first came on, you was like, what the fuck is happening? Man? Well, like, I was like, yeah, wait, how do they get here? What was happening before this? How do they all get together? And so Thor and Hulk were together in Loki. Uh, they're on their way to Earth with Korg and and uh, uh, what's his name? Asgardian. Who's the little and guy? That, the... They were asking, who's the Korg's Meek. little Meek? Meek? He's like, hey, where's Meek from? Maybe we'll go to his planet. But, oh, Meek's dead. I stepped on him. And then he came back to life. <laughs> He's like, oh, what are you asking him again? Never mind, let's go to Earth. So <laughs> if none of that happened, they wouldn't even gone to Earth. Uh, because well, I guess they didn't go to Earth because then in the post credit scene, yeah, they get, they get interrupted by Thanos, and that's where this all starts, right? Right. And then at the this beginning, picks up right at the end of that, right at the end of that post credit scene, we're like, oh shit, what's this giant ship? And it's Thanos' ship, and we start off at the beginning of this movie, Infinity War, with chaos for Asgardians. This is we're not even a Warcraft. There's families. There's few warriors here. Yeah, we're 22 jump points out of Asgard, which made me question because if this is right after the, the Ragnarok, there is no Asgard, right? Asgard's a people, not a place. What are they? Yeah, but Asgard used to be a place that had a location. Yeah, but so this, if people know where Asgard at, was. Oh, out of where Asgard. I mean, not was. everyone knows Asgard is gone at this point. So. Asgard. Uh, 22 which... jump points out of Asgard. Yeah. It's an ass place, not an ass people. <laughs> ass place. It's an ass place, not an ass. Wait, no, it's an ass people, not an ass place. Asperg. Well, and we jump right yeah, into stop. But yeah, so we just quote Jeff Goldblum. That's just at the beginning. So that that was my big question at the beginning of that. I was like, well, I, I thought Asgard is not doesn't exist anymore. How could they be 22? Yeah, out. and this is like we see the end of Loki here, actually trying to do a noble sacrifice kind of thing. Yeah, Loki, he like of, he doesn't even think he can get away with it, but he's trying Heimdall. anyway. Yeah, and then Lo- this is this will, uh, this that end of Loki, and then in Endgame, the bit with Loki sets up the Loki TV series mm. that, uh, and we did watch that, right? We covered that. We did. Yeah, we did. But you haven't started watching rewatching Loki series yeah, right yeah i haven't rewatched this again because he's i feel like loki's died so many freaking times that yeah yeah like they they reference that quite a bit like i think like what thanos kills him and says no resurrections this time yeah that was, yeah, yeah that's kind of the point yeah and it was neat seeing him actually try to be good like he was like mm-hmm. 
he wasn't a bad guy really at the end of this and this like is, admitted it finally called himself odin's son which is like puts to bed the whole uh saga yeah. of him being adopted as a frost giant and frost like giant or whatever, yeah. being unfavored by odin and pissed about odin making sure it's like i'm not your brother he's not my father that kind of thing he's sort of accepted that he was yeah but i think at this beginning scene there's this whole battle and ebony maw we get yeah. to see who ebony maw is which i was like oh that's the guy from snap uh, <laughs> yeah. I that guy he's in my, one of my favorite decks i use in snap is... i didn't know who ebony maw was until this point he doesn't have a nose uh this group work. was like his, these minions of his were created in 2013. Actually, these guys oh, have really? nothing to do with the original story. So this they're not was, in uh, the original story. These guys. No, these. This is the Black Order, which is Thanos's henchmen. Like, uh, we've got Ebony Maw, who's the only one that talks. And well, I guess the other ones talk. Yeah. These were created in 2013, New Avengers Volume Three by Jonathan Hickman and uh, Jerome Pena and Jim Chung, who were uh, Hickman is uh, a really good comic writer that's really uh does not dumb anything down ever <laughs> so he, he writes these really big sort of epic storylines uh so the black order are uh this ebony maw and then there's the guy with the the knife stick that's corvus glaive uh there's the lady you call it a knife stick it's it's a glaive but joe doesn't know what a glaive is so it's a knife stick so you, you said knife stick for Joe's benefit. Yes. Yeah, it's I don't a knife know what a glaive is. Yes, but now you, you know, know what it's a knife stick. Do you know what a knife stick is, Joe? Not a really He's got. He's like basically got a stick. Wait, is that a spear? He he stabs Vision with it later. Uh, uh, and then there's Proxima Midnight, and then there's the big hulking dude with the axe. That's the Black Dwarf. Um. Yeah, and. Sometimes they're called the Cull Obsidian, which is, you know, Thanos, I think, just likes to call them that because he's pretentious. But they're known as the Black Order. They're his his goons, and this is the first time we see them in the MCU. Well, that's, yeah, I didn't know who these goons kind of really were. Um, yeah. Uh, and some of them. I don't know, the little elf-looking guy, I remember seeing him in one of the earlier Yeah, I think things. that's Corvus Glaive, you're thinking. He's got, like, a gnarly teeth and pointy ears. Uh, and then, like, right away, you see, like, everyone's, like, beat up. You see Heimdall on the ground. Looks like he's dying. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's the whole... It's Ebony Ma's giving the whole speech about sacrifice. You guys are all sacrificing yourself, and you're now the children of Thanos and all this. And then Thanos starts crushing Thor's head and Loki does a whole Tesseract bit like, Oh, you don't, you know, here's this. And then he tricks him and says, ah, we have a Hulk. And then Hulk shows up and you think, Oh, it's all going to be good. Hulk's going to be the shit out of him. But yeah, he quickly makes quick work. Hulk quickly defeats. I mean, is quickly defeated by Thanos. Thanos really beats the shit out of Hulk, which really, I think goes to show that, Thanos is a badass, even with only one. Did you, did you all, so, the first time I saw this, it's one of yeah. those things that made me think that, like, you know, Hulk is rage, right? Yeah. And, you know, Thanos let him get his licks in, but then it's just like watching a boxing match. You're like, you can't just go in just rage wailing on someone because you get exploded really fast. And basically, that's what Thanos did. Thanos like, okay, you good? You done now? Watch this. Let me show you how a technician fights. And he gets fucking yeah. took him down. You know? Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. And this is Thanos with he'd already had the power jam. They sort they apparently uh, Infinity War filmed a scene where like like 40 minutes was cut out of this movie where uh, Thanos actually goes and gets the power gem from Xandar. The power gem is what Ronan the Accuser was using in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Uh, and they got the, the Guardian Star-Lord did the dance off and got it from him and they gave it to Xandar, the Nova Corps. You mean like, like a footloose? For safekeeping. What? Did you mean like in Footloose? Yes, just like in Footloose, the greatest film ever made. <laughs> but uh, so there was this whole sequence that didn't actually make it to film where Thanos is just raids Xandar and destroys everything and gets the power gem in the first place. They just sort of uh, later say, oh, by the way, he he decimated Xandar last week and got the power gem. And now he now he's getting uh, the space gem from Loki's Tesseract, which, of course, he stole from Odin's throne room back in Ragnarok. OK. Real so quick, real quick. This is Thanos with the power gem kicking in the Hulk's ass. Uh, All right, so we're going to end there, but I want I do want to give a shout out uh the apparently uh the Iron Sheik died today. Oh no. Oh no. At age Jabroni. 81. Iron Sheik. Yeah. No. So let, let's all say fuck oh. the Hulk Hogan yeah, in honor fuck the of Hulk Hogan. the Hulk Hogan. Oh, I'm so sad about that. Yes, Hulk Hogan is a dumb son of a bitch. Oh, wow. Which is Iron Sheik's entire Twitter personality was all caps insulting Hulk Hogan about yeah. everything. But and, and a lot of people, like, he would insult, like, I think, like, Ron DeSantis and people like that. Like, he was, yeah. oh, man, that's a that's a sad one. Uh, that it we is. Should, we should just put someone in the, in the uh, camel clutch just because today. And uh, when you go to work today, someone packs uh, up, you do it. <laughs> oh, I'm sad. I'll I'll do my best. Yeah, you ruined everything, Andy. Uh, hopefully, no one acts up. Yep, I just he needed to be recognized as uh, the former WWF heavyweight champion and the guy that screams a lot on Twitter and cusses a lot, and it's hilarious. Wow, well, that's a sad note to end on. So I guess well, I'll just way to go, Andy. Way to go, barf. Uh, yeah, well, thank you guys for listening. We're going to stop here because, you know, we have a lot to cover and we are, uh, we all have to go to our jobs and things. So this is going to be my natural plug for those who would like us not to have to disrupt to go to work that we are open to funds at all times. And remember, you get to rub someone's special thigh meat. Yeah. Give us, give us sacks of money. money, As Dan Housen would say, give us sacks of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for fifty That's bucks, how you can get nerd school consistently. Fifty bucks a month, you can spend a, a night a week with Art Star and do whatever. You one, want night to do. Only, <laughs> one night only. One night only. All right, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. I would like to Later, leave everyone nerds. with uh, the Iron Sheik's pinned tweet on his Twitter. Uh, the most important tweet was: "Take a minute of your day to be nice to someone, you dumb son of a bitch." Thank you for listening to the Nerd School Podcast. They say I can't rap about the president no more But evidently they don't see we in the streets still poor Still more incarceration of my kids been by the prisons And people thinking this election to end it racism 
Proud of a pessimism, glad to see Obama But don't expect me not to speak out when I still see problems Mr. Officer, now they POTUS look like me You gon' think again when seeing brothers rolling down the street Every Martin Luther King on his American dream Still a Rodney being beaten, screaming fuck the police Me, I'm running through the pasture, trying to get away from master But the dogs is on my ass, I gotta move a little faster Can't pass for Caucasian, but I got a couple papers From the plantation saying I graduated Congratulations, cool beans, but to most school me Tryna dodge STDs, living off government cheese Trust the government, please, not even if it was me Sitting in the Oval Office as Commander-in-Chief Tryna give us us free, but there's a nigga in my ear saying You got it, Superman, you oughta kick it here Get this distinctly clear, I'm all about jetting Raps Kunta Kinte without the half-stepping A new chapter, packed with new lessons After that, the final exam, any questions? Queen City Podcast Network.com. Excelsior.